From Yoga Ayurveda Living, I'm Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. Ayurveda is the younger sister science of yoga. Here, each series will have six episodes. Welcome to my happy place. This is Series 2, Digesting Our Life. You are on Digesting Our Life with Kapha. Kapha is the earthy dosha. There is that big hug and loving energy that brings you feeling straight at home. Kapha is calm and content, and so digesting Kapha is quite a relaxed affair. Kapha is the blend of water and earth, so it is a gooey mix, and if you think of earth, it's pretty sticky, and in comparison to the other two doshas, it moves so slowly, we could call it immobile. As for digestion with Kapha, it is slow and methodical. Nothing gets wasted. The excitement rate of Kaphas is reduced because they are so connected to the earth, not fire and not air. Kaphas love tradition and love to keep to the fine lines of a boundary and guidelines which keep them secure and feeling stable. No change is too fast for this gal. If you can see how that relates easily to their immobility, if they spread themselves too thin, they actually just can't. It would basically freak them out way too much. They, more than the other two doshas, need the comfort zone. Both probably are the best two words to describe kapha, comfort and zone. Their digestion and their tendencies towards digesting life are related. They love life and they prefer to be in their own comfort zone, their own space, their own hominess, wherever that may be. No change is good change for kaphas. Life lovers, as long as they do not have to go to another county or, God forbid, beyond. Although another country could be the easiest way to get them to travel, they wouldn't feel a sense of having to make a major decision or feel like they're betraying anything. As they are solidly loyal to borders, they think, why would I go somewhere else when this is the best county in all of Ireland? Now, which county says that the most? Hmm. Kaffa appetite is relatively low, but we can understand why since they are earth and water. They are solid already, they are mass already, so they do not have as much requirement to be nourished as earth is already enough. In this way, it shows that they are content in their boundary too, just as is their digestion. Kapha is the dosha that struggles with weight gain, or for how some people may view it, kapha is the dosha that struggles with weight loss. When I think of a kapha digestion trying to lose weight, it's as if kapha is trying to be less or remove a part of that incredible blend that they are. It becomes continuous hard work of maintaining a certain weight, which the body has for a reason. It requires deliberate action and super hard work that they lose weight and can sustain it only through sheer and utter stubbornness, which is a part of their makeup. But then at any time that they relax their regime, they suddenly gain weight very easily, as a kapha type would say, just by dreaming of a bigger meal. I'm telling you this because you need to understand the detrimental effect that could happen on kapha dosha's mental health and wellness with this modern anomaly known as weight loss. It is difficult for all doshas to find acceptance for themselves at certain times in their lives, at certain seasons. 
Although pitta types do seem to have a bit of an easier time, because of their critical mind they can balance things out. Each dosha sees the other dosha has the finer things in life. The grass is always greener when you visit. Kaphas have this strong endurance and they are the perfect athlete. Reminds me of my brother, a great athlete in his younger days, great endurance cyclist and cross-country runner, and only goodness knows what other hard-earned enjoyments he found, but he did these because he enjoyed it. They made him feel safe, and they made him really happy. He remained a moderate weight because of all this activity, and to be honest, I never really saw him overeat more than he needed. In fact, I think I still do eat more than he does. But in his own balanced diet, he is now very much a well-built, strikingly handsome, loving blue-eyed kapha type, loyal, and perfectly suited to his nursing job, which is all about care, boundaries, and health. Kaphas like to know what needs to be done and exactly how to do it so they can fulfill the project to their best ability. They will do their best as long as they can, but should there be continuous imbalance of unreciprocated loyalty, things will turn. It will not be swift, but it will be a gradual tidal turn of great force, volcanic even. It is always better to sort out a grievance with kapha early on. Otherwise, it becomes a thorn in the side for kapha that will grow until it needs to be extricated by whatever means is best. Because kapha needs stability, Changing things is difficult and must be done slowly for best long-term effect. So if you think of weight loss projects, often you have an idea of what you are aiming for and you begin, but the changes re required could be restrictive, regimented, and unsupported. Kaphas like regulation, but they do need the support because their mind can withdraw or become attached to dreamy days of relaxing reading or the restriction makes them feel they should reject the whole process. And when they leave, they leave with a big humph, upset that it didn't work out and that their expedition was not worth the initial effort. They may start to internalize their misgivings of a project that they had put much hope in and wind it around their mind like l wrapping a length of their luxurious full hair around one of their fingers over and over again. Of course, we see now that this is sort of a plan. Of course, we see now that this sort of plan is tough for Kaffa. They are best worked with and regulated, monitored practice with as much activity as possible. If their diet was very imbalanced, Kaffa will have more work to do with, to withdraw from the attachment of the offending food source, which is not easy for any dosha. Food is symbolic of mother, and one great tip if you're feeling peckish is to place one finger between your lips. You don't need to stick it in your mouth, but just in your lips, to see if that helps reduce the appetite rising. Now with COVID-19 being really present, make sure that your hands are super washed clean. When we place something in our mouth, it's like going back to that first moment of connecting into the mother whether it be through breastfeeding or bottle feeding, that instant nourishment held in the arms of someone that loves us. This moment where we pause, perhaps with one knuckle of your index finger between your lips, can release enough pause that hunger pangs relax for a little while. 
Another tip for hunger is to check that you are not thirsty, and the water bottle has become a big part of our lives. It can be a problem for cafetypes because water is not always the best go-to. In fact, because of the water and earth blend, they have plenty of internal water resource already, and drinking too much can make them feel bloated. This water and earth blend can create a lack of hunger at breakfast time. Believe it or not, kaffas do not always wake up hungry. I know that might seem crazy if you are a pizza type, and some of you might feel this part is a challenge. But from an Ayurvedic view, if you are not hungry by 8 a.m., it means you may be a kapha type or have a kapha imbalance. And abstaining for breakfast could be pretty okay for you, but only for you. Kapha types will gather some amount of appetite by 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., and it's best to have something small and light like fruit. Fruit is always the best option at this time of day. And stewed fruit is almost always a better option because of the spices involved in cooking it. So this is where I redirect you to my own work and Ayurveda and yoga consultations, and that I offer recommendations according to the constitution that's arriving on the day, so your vikriti, but also we're always aiming towards moving to uncover your prakriti. This is done through Zoom whilst COVID is still very present, and we work closely together and connect over a series of sessions. You can always contact me if you want more information at kelly at thedoshalife.com or you can connect with me through Instagram's direct messages. Kapha resides in the chest, lungs and heart, stomach, throat, glands. I remind myself that kapha is the squishy bits of the body. It appears like swellings, mucus discharge, edema, Kapha has little or no color and is mainly described as white. We see kapha arrive in the body as sinus congestion, upset stomach, nausea, depression. They like to sleep and they like to oversleep and they like to lay down a whole lot. Remedies for this dosha are about activation and lots of it. Walking briskly, going further than they really want to is one of the best remedies pushing themselves just a little bit more every step, say five more steps more than they did the day before, or two more minutes extra from the day they did before. Practicing yoga is excellent as it moves the whole body and helps them breathe better and shift the energy in the home site. Swimming is good too, although they won't appreciate the coolness except in summer. The whole body activity and healthy heart activities are all welcome for kapha types. Kaphas do type with vinyasa flows, hatha yoga. These things focus on the physical body and then the mind-body connection. Kapha types do well with yoga breathing practices, and it's a real first stop for kapha problems because their home site is the lungs and the chest area. Like for most of us, breathing better is so essential. Practice every day. It not only helps to lift our mood, but it actually helps the whole body operate better. It helps the mind open and release toxicity. So better breathing for kapha types is covered in the Dosha Life with Kelly Facebook group. You just look under topics and there's certain things that will be arriving. Um, some of the past practices are held there already, but there are others that you can go to and have a look. 
A lot of my yoga teaching classes on Zoom cover postures for kapha dosha, such as backbending, really opens the heart. So if you think of the body in different sections, and each section, so from the ribcage up, you're working with kapha, from the middle of the body, from the ribcage down to the top of the hips and pelvis is pitta practices, and from the top of the hips down to the soles of the feet are vata practices. So kapha resides in the lungs and the heart area, and this is where all the action or inaction happens. And if you think of the mind state of retreat, withdrawal, or depression, which kapha types or kapha mindset can land in, they're all a departure from the heart of life, the inspiration of life. It's like one cannot embrace what makes them happy. It becomes really difficult. And breathing and better breathing starts with removing the gunk and ends with a pause after the inhale, this inspiration to become inspired again with every breath. We have a chance, whoever you are, to break free of old patterns and welcome into the newness, the abundance of life itself, not believing all our old stories or even just exiting from our stories for a little while. Once you are able to meet a teacher, practice in better breathing, kapalabhati or bastrika, all are great to remove this dross, the cobwebs of life from the heart of the matter. And these can be implemented and recommended in a certain regime with guidance. The kapha dosha gets sleepy, but a solid daily intervening breathing practice would curb this heavy fatigue which kapha tends to get or a kapha imbalance creates. And like I was saying, kapha dosha gets sleepy and may feel that they can retreat from life. So of all the doshas, it's kapha that needs someone urging them forward. They may find self-motivation the most difficult until they come into complete balance again. Digesting life with kapha is not so much about doing anything, but rather learning to accept that the cycle of life is as a tree teaches us. We must welcome all the vagaries of life to come into our lives and again to go out, to not hold on too tightly to any one thing. Each of the doshas digests life very differently and Vata's energy rises upwards as inspiration. Pitta's energy moves outward for transformation and Kapha's energy moves downwards, stabilizing and holding us safe. The breath that rises for Kapha is the best benefit. Postures of yoga for Kapha are strong, and we think of remedies to release the earthiness when we're looking at yoga postures. So more movement in each posture, more holding. The ujjayi, or snoring breath, is great because it warms the chest and throat area, but done with guidance at the beginning first, neck and shoulder loosening practices, but who doesn't need those? And forward folds, plenty of forward folding and warriors with lots of ha out. Sorry, there's this truck that keeps passing very early in the morning. I don't know why he's out so early, but this is my pizza rising because it's very irritating. This is the third time they've passed now. I'm actually going to go out and scream. But the warrior pose with this ha breath and a sort of prancing around if you like sword fighting. Kids love this pose, so if you have kids, you can practice the sword fighting posture, which is warrior really, and they have so much fun. And then get them to say really loudly, I am great, 
I am strong. I am bright. Ha ha. More movement and holding in postures helps Kapha realize their strengths and really embrace them. It will help them feel revitalized and ready for more activity and more preparation, more being able to support whatever they love in their life. Their relaxations are more about focus activation or visualizations. Kaphas can be left to wander around in the mind, but generally they want to go to sleep. So it kind of makes me laugh because I think I think that when I actually lay down and I'm not really focusing in the third eye point that I do go to sleep. But are you the same? Maybe it's just this time is that kind of we're all so tired from all the changes being made constantly, but I don't know. I do find that I'm more tired than I would have remembered myself being tired. Do you ever find, because of doing these podcasts, I listen to them and I'm like, I listen to myself, sorry, talking, and then it's like, oh my God, that's just like me. Are you finding that, that it's like I'm talking about something that occurs in you as well in all the doshas? But isn't that a sign that Ayurveda, as old as the hills and mountains of this world, understood human nature far beyond things before work-life balance was even a phrase. Ayurveda and yoga continually remind us, and my teachers did as well, to stop doing more. Just allow kapha to rise up off the soil so that kapha can partake in helping us with the cohesiveness. Here's the lad with the digger again. Anyway, I'm just going to continue with this because we're, we're coming to the end. I want to say thank you so much for joining me with this grounding jaunt of Kapha. And don't forget to meet us on the Dosha Life on Instagram or the Facebook group, The Dosha Life with Kelly, for the tutorials. I really want to thank everyone so much for the reviews that you made on iTunes and for downloading on Spotify, but I think they are beginning to start doing ratings on Spotify but also the wonderful messages. Some of you wrote such nice messages in my next spiel, I'm going to mention you. Yeah, you know, thank you for downloading episodes. Go ahead and share them. There's a share link and you can share them on WhatsApp to people if you think that it's kind of mentioning them. Um, But for now, thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.